take the word of God with you and keep on praying throughout the day. I've learned that sometimes you may not get to enjoy your day the way you want to. You may have to break out in prayer at any moment. In any Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Have you ever had those times in life where you just couldn't get over the hump? Have you ever had those times when you were fighting, but you just couldn't seem to defeat the foe in front of you? Well, maybe you were fighting the wrong battle. Maybe the battle in front of you wasn't physical, but spiritual. Today, Pastor Jones shares a message on how we can identify the battle that is spiritual and fight the good fight. Let's go into the message. To one of the great bishops of our church, Bishop Darrell Starnes, it's always a pleasure. To his lovely supervisor, Mrs. Camille Starnes, amen, God bless you. To our presiding elder of the North Charlotte District, Dr. Wardell Henderson, amen. And to his lovely wife, Dr. Myrtle Henderson, amen. I pay attention and your husband has often said, we are one. So if he's a doctor, you're a doctor. <laughs> amen. 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 To, to our associate, Reverend Wanda A. Cuthbertson, amen. And to amen. Sister Taisha Cuthbertson, local preacher, amen. And to all of you who are family and friends of Wesley AME Zion Church, amen. And to my lovely wife, amen. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Amen. Our scripture this morning is found in the book of Ephesians again, chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And, and I'll tell you ahead of time, uh, I've, I've heard uh, Bishop Starnes exegete this passage before. Amen. Amen. And I'm not him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, beginning at verse 12. Once you found it, say amen. amen. It reads, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and po against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's spiritual. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for this hour. And I ask now, God, that you would fill me afresh. Anoint me afresh, O oh God. Use me for your will, Father, and your glory. Have thy way. Have thy way. And I pray, Father, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Maybe it's spiritual. 
Recently, there was a story that circulated uh, about a woman out of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, she has 11 children, and she is finding herself on the end of an eviction. Uh, she recently lost her job. She said she didn't have transportation, and she wasn't able to get to work, on, apparently, on time. So when she got there one day, her key did not work. And she found out then she had been let go. And she shared on the newscast that covered her story that she had been struggling and that she had been going through and that things were piling up and one thing after another was coming. But then recently as well, I've heard a story about a young lady uh, allowed some young boys to talk her into taking off her clothes. And somebody was filming this and come to find out one of the young men in the group had a girlfriend who got mad at the young lady and wanted to fight her. And then there was another young lady who was friends with the girl, wanted to fight her. And, and there's 10 young lives that could be drastically affected because one of the, the young lady that was told to take her clothes off found out later on that she wanted to commit suicide. Mm. We have to be very careful about what we are engaging in. Mm -hmm. And that we have to share with our young people, be very careful about every decision that you're making in life. And I know that you were young, just like I was at one point, and sometimes we just made decisions at the whim of the wind. Wherever way the wind blew, that's the decision that we made. And soon, if you learn like I did, somewhere along the way, you made some decisions that you shouldn't have made. You choice, made some choices that you should have let go by the wayside. But I found out that as these people have had some issues to arise in their life, something has plagued their life. And then I think about even in our own household, I think about our, our grandchildren. And it's sometimes, and I, and I keep sharing with it, and they probably can repeat it by, verbatim by now. I said, when you learn to listen, life will go well with you. When you learn to listen, life will go well with you. And I keep telling them that because somehow it just keeps having to say the same thing. Over and over and over. But I'm determined that I'm going to be consistent and keep saying the same thing over and over and over. Now, I don't know when they're going to finally get it. Amen. <laughs> but someday it will sink into their heart, their mind and their spirit that what I was trying to tell them. And I know that there are others around them who are being consistent and sharing with them to tell them one day when you learn to listen, life will go well with you. Yeah. But when I began to hear the story about this young lady in Tennessee, and, uh, and, and this took place in a uh, lunchroom setting, and, and there were some folk that began to talk about the young lady and say, how can you keep having children, knowing your situation? You're a single parent. You don't have the greatest job in the world. So why do you keep going out having baby after baby after baby? Now, they were on the end of that where they were looking at her saying she should have made a better decision. Her judgment should have been better. But I started to remind them, I said, you know what, I, I, I'm not saying that she was right in what she's doing, but I said, I kind of get it. Because I said, my background, where I come from, I don't come from the good side of the tracks, as they say. 
I come from a project neighborhood. I come from a neighborhood where people sometimes make decisions based upon survival. I come from a position where sometimes people have made decisions based upon what's going to be best for them in the moment. I've come from a position where people have made decisions, but they weren't always the best decisions. But they had to make some decisions that depended, that life and death sometimes depended upon the decisions that they made. And when I began to say that not all the circumstances may be her fault, I got these looks. Amen. But there was something in me that was telling me that her problem was more than this physical flesh. Her problem was more than just flesh and blood. Her problem was more than just what we see or what we heard on the news. You see, we should have been asking the question, what makes a woman have 11 children with no father for each child, for no father for the children in the home? What, what makes a woman have baby after baby after baby and not have a husband or a man around the house? Not to say that just because you got a husband or a man around the house, that it's right then. Amen. But what makes somebody make that decision over and over and over and over? And then I began to look around and I said, you know, when we look in life, there's a whole lot of us who make the same mistakes over and over. There's a whole lot of us who do things over and over again. And we sometimes question, why do I do this? But sometimes that's as far as it goes, a question. Sometimes we got to take action about the things that we keep doing over and over again. Sometimes we have to find out what the solution is to the problem that I keep having. Why do I keep doing what I'm doing? Why do I keep going through the things that I'm going through? What is the real, real story behind my problem? Mm. And when I began to look at this text, it reminded me of this situation. And when I began to look, one of the first things that I noticed was you have to identify who you're fighting. When you look at the text in verse 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. What it immediately told me was sometimes we're fighting the wrong fight. Sometimes we're fighting flesh and blood fights, but it is actually a spiritual conflict that we need to be having. Sometimes we're fighting a physical battle, but it's, it's not a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some of us may have gotten to that place in life where we don't believe in demon or demon possession or spiritual things, but they're real. They are real. And if you're not careful and if you're not having all of your eyes dotted and your T's crossed, you may find yourself on the other end of a spiritual attack. When we think about this, what the text is saying to us and here the right of Ephesians is telling us that you got to put on the armor of God yeah. because there is a battle that is taking place in this world that we live in. And it's not always flesh and blood. Now, I know sometimes we focus on people and we focus on the things that they're doing, but that also can help us misidentify our enemy. We sometimes have misidentified the enemy that we're fighting. We've misidentified the attack and said that it's a physical attack. It's a flesh and blood attack. But really what we're facing is a spiritual battle. Yeah. Sometimes we do the same things over and over again. And then we ask ourselves, why am I stuck in this rut? Why do I keep going through the same thing that I'm going through? Yes, there have been times when you, we have lashed out at others and we found out that the real problem was us. Yeah. Amen. 
We're lashing out at others, but the real problem is we have a spiritual problem that we haven't dealt with. Sometimes we haven't dealt with what's really wrong with us, and we keep putting it off on everybody else. We keep saying that that person is the problem, and that person is the problem. And as I told somebody else once before, well, what's the common denominator in all of these? You. If you're the common denominator and everybody's having problems, maybe the problem isn't them. Maybe the problem is you. So we got to learn that sometimes we're fighting the wrong battle and we've misidentified who we're supposed to be fighting. Now, I know it's hard for us to be confronted with that because we like us. Amen. We like us and we feel like we all right. But the truth be told, we may be jacked up. The truth be told, we may not be as strong as we think we are. We may not be as spiritual as we think we are. And we may have some deeper issues than we think we have. You see, sometimes we're fighting the same battles over and over and over. And the reason we're fighting the same battles over and over is because we are fighting a spiritual battle in the flesh. We cannot continue to fight spiritual battles with fleshly weapons. We cannot continue to fight spiritual battle in the flesh. Now, maybe that's what this woman is dealing with. Maybe she has a spiritual thing that she hasn't dealt with or she may not even know about, but it's causing her to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's caused her to do the same thing 11 times. It's caused her to do the same thing time after time, and yet she doesn't know it. But maybe somebody needs to come alongside and say, what you really have is a spiritual problem. Mm. You see, because sometimes spiritual problems can mask themselves in the flesh. Hallelujah. Mm. Husbands and wives find themselves at odds with each other. And they keep looking at the other person talking about, is something wrong with you? Well, maybe both of you have a spiritual problem. Amen. Maybe both of you have a spiritual issue that has not been dealt with. They engage in warfare of the flesh, but the warfare of the flesh only leads to more and more arguing and more and more problems. We say they should be engaging in a spiritual warfare. They should be engaging in the spiritual side of life. Yeah. As a husband and wife are angry, we've got to learn that sometimes, and I'm guilty as well, that we can't let the wrath, uh, anger of wrath go down on the sun, go down on our anger. That's right. We've got to learn to try to fix it before we go to bed at night. Fix it before we allow the sun to settle on yeah. us. Amen. Because overnight the enemy can work on you. Overnight the enemy can talk to you. Overnight the enemy can run things through your mind and you wake up in the morning just as mad as you were when you went to bed. You wake up in the morning just as angry as you were when you went to bed. You've been plotting all night long how I'm going to get them back. You've been plotting all night long what I'm going to say when I wake up in the morning. And you wake up in the morning starting a whole new argument. Hallelujah. But if somebody stops and says, this is not a fleshly battle that we're having, this is a spiritual battle, then you begin to fight it in a spiritual way. Hallelujah. Which means somebody may have to take the high road. Hallelujah. I know I didn't do anything wrong. You know, we always will say we didn't do anything wrong. But maybe somebody has to say, I'm sorry. Maybe somebody has to say, you know what, this is foolishness. Maybe somebody has to say, enough is enough. Let's get this thing right. When we understand that sometimes we're fighting a spiritual battle. And one of the things that I've learned, too, is, you know, we, uh, is my time in ministry and, and studying the word. We often get things twisted with other countries as well. Sometimes other countries experience things in a different way than we do. And I remember somebody saying that the God of this country is money. 
We don't have the same battles that they have in Africa. We don't have the same battles that they have in other countries. Yes, we have similar battles. But one of the things that I can guarantee you this, you see a lot more demon possession maybe in some other parts of the world than you see here in America. Here in America, they know that our God is money. Folk go after money like they're going after a brand new wife. Folk go after money like they're going after life itself. We got to understand that money can be, as it said, it's not the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And the love of money can cause us to do some things that we normally wouldn't do. It can cause us to do things that are out of our character. But if we're not careful and understand and identify what the real problem is, we may be out here fighting a physical battle when it's really a spiritual battle that we need to be fighting. You see, many times we label our conditions and we put labels on them such as depression and low self-esteem and addiction. But all the while, these are just spiritual battles that we need to be fighting. Well, you say depression is real. I know it's real. But it's a spiritual battle that you need to engage in. And the one thing that we've got to learn to stop doing. Don't get me wrong. I know the doctors work and the doctors are trained and that you need to go to doctors. Don't, don't get me wrong what I'm about to say. But maybe we need to stop running to the doctor to grab a pill for everything and every little issue that we have. And maybe we need to learn to start praying more. Amen. We need to start having a physical, instead of having a physical battle, we need to engage in spiritual warfare. So some of these issues will begin to be identified for what they really are. Sometimes they call it depression, but it's just a demonic attack. Sometimes they call it low self-esteem because somebody hasn't realized that they've been made in the image of God. Sometimes they call it addiction, but you just got to learn addictions can be broken because Jesus said, whom the son sets free is free indeed. So we got to learn to fight these battles for what they really are. They are spiritual battles. And let's not continue to fight fleshly battles when it should be a spiritual battle that we should be fighting. Amen. Then the second thing in the text that I notice is identify your enemy's strength. In verses 13 through 17. In that 13th verse, they take up. The whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. And then it starts verse 14 with stand. Therefore, it tells me at least three times in those short section <coughs> to stand. But how can I stand if what I'm standing up against has more power than me? How can I stand if what I look at? It looks bigger than me. It looks greater than me. I'm so glad that we have the account of David mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. It said when David came to the battlefield, Israel was shaking in their boots and, and nobody wanted to go out and face Goliath. Yeah. But it says when David showed up, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defy the army of the living God? And even the kings, Saul said, you know, David, he, he's been fighting since his, his, his youth. David said, I ain't worried about that. When the bear came, I killed him. When the lion came, I killed him. When all these things were coming up against me when I was in the wilderness taking care of my father's sheep, I was able to defeat them and to fight them off and to kill them. I will go out and fight this uncircumcised Philistine giant in the name of the Lord my God. 
And Saul said, here, you need to take my armor with you to go out and fight. And David said, here, tried it on, but he said, this ain't working for me. Yeah, hallelujah. You got to know what to put on. Amen. Yeah. And when he said, oh, this ain't working for me, let me take the tools that I'm used to. Yeah. My question for you today, what tools are you used to using? Mm. Are you used to using the word of God? Are you used to using prayer? Are you used to using a prayer partner? Are you used yeah. to using some sanctified words instead of some unsanctified words? What tools are you using? Mm. But I found that as David went out on that battlefield and Goliath looked at him and looked at him with disdain, like, how are you going to send this out to fight me? But David, in the name and the power of God, began to wind up his slingshot. And I could see as the giant was looking at him, like, what are you going to do with that? And as David released it. David was skilled with the slingshot. Yeah, yes, Saul, you had a javelin and you had a helmet and you had the armor, but I wasn't used to that. But I'm used to this slingshot. I didn't need the armor that you had. All I needed was this one rock and it was a smooth stone. So when it came out, it came out smooth. It came out of his sling and it went directly on target. And as David slew Goliath that day, he took his sword and cut off his head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all yeah. missing that. So many things have come up against you. And you've allowed them to defeat you. You've allowed them to attack you over and over and over again. We've got to learn to take authority over our situations. Yeah. We've got to learn to take authority over our problems. Yes, it may be a depressing problem, but in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this situation. It may be a problem of low self-esteem, yeah. but in the name of Jesus, I take authority over who I am. I am lovely. I am wonderfully and fearfully made in the name of our Lord and Jesus Christ. It takes authority from God. When you saw the text, it said... There were rulers and principalities and authorities. There is a demonic host and there are a lot of them and they have an organized body and an organized way of fighting. Yeah. You think the devil just attacks you all willy nilly? No, I've told you before. He has a note list on you. He knows how to get you. He knows the things that trap you, the things that trip you up. And every time he takes his note, he sent one of his imps out to attack you in some shape, form or fashion. But we're too busy fighting the people he sends. Hallelujah. He sends people your way, but it's a spiritual battle. It's not the people that you should be fighting. It's the spirit behind the people that you should be fighting. Jesus gives us a great example of that. When Peter comes and says, oh no, Lord, not today. I'll fight on your behalf and nobody's going to take you today. And he said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He understood it wasn't Peter, but it was a spiritual attack that was taking place at that moment. Peter was just the vessel that, that this devil was using. we got to be careful not to attack the vessels that he uses, but Make sure that we identify the real target, and that is the devil behind the vessel. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. The enemy has numbers and he's organized. And it says that he loves to operate in darkness. Yes, sir. The text said that he's the principalities and rulers of darkness of this age. Yes, sir. The thing about darkness is things are unknown. When you walk into a dark house, you don't know what's there. I mean, it may be your house, but you still can stumble and bump into some stuff. Things may not be put back the way you remember. But the enemy loves to operate in darkness so that you can't see. Cloaked in darkness so that you can't understand what's happening. Cloaked in darkness. And when we allow him to operate in darkness, that's why we got to make sure that we've got the word of God in us and that we've got the light of the world in us. The more light we bring into the world. If you remember what I said during our Christmas message that the reason the world seems a little bit better during Christmas time is because there's more light in the world. I hope you got that by now. 
And because there's more light in the world, darkness has been dispelled. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much darkness you have. If you just put a little bit of light in that space, yes, it will light up that space yes, as if the darkness was never there. Yes. But if we keep hiding our light under a bushel mm -hmm. and we keep fighting these battles that we're fighting in the flesh and not in the spirit, don't be surprised when you're faced with trouble after trouble, trial after trial. When we keep going through, talking about, I don't know when this is going to end. Maybe it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. That's what I began to say to myself when I thought about this young lady and when people started saying she could have did this she could have did that and I started thinking maybe it was a spiritual battle nobody's ever told her that what she's dealing with is a spiritual thing yes we keep chasing man after man and woman after woman even the woman at the well she kept chasing man after man but she came to a place she said you know what I don't even want to get married anymore we can just shack up we can just live together I don't even want to get married but it took Jesus to stop by and stop by the well and address her physical issue with a spiritual word he told her the man that you're living with is not your husband he told her everything she ever knew about herself and because of that this woman's life was transformed because of that because somebody came along and had the right armor and gave her what she needed she needed a spiritual word to fight a spiritual battle she had been trying to fight it in the flesh but she kept making the same mistake over and over again it brought shame into her life it brought low self-esteem into her life but that same woman because Jesus stopped by with a spiritual word went back into that same village that she was running from and said come see a man come see a man that told me everything that I've ever done come see a man and many folk got saved that day why because a woman stopped by and because Jesus gave her a spiritual fix to her solution to a problem that she was having see once we understand that we are in a spiritual fight we must use the weapons that God has given us Yes, That's why I love the rest of the text because it says he gave us the belt of truth. Yes, sir. That we got to be grounded in the truth of God's word and it keeps us from being tossed back and forth to and fro. If you find somebody that's being tossed back and forth, I guarantee you they're not grounded in the word of God. But when you're grounded in the word of God, you can stand come hell or high water. You can stand in that word and you can stand believing surely and steadfastly that God would do exactly what he said he would do. Yeah. And because of that truth and because you're standing in that truth, you got to power that you began to operate in you put on the first part of the armor you got to be grounded in truth and then you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness where you believe you're walking in right you got to only believe righteously but you got to walk in righteousness it's not enough that we just walk in this world but we got to walk rightly in this world we got to talk rightly in this world we got to live righteously in this world and then we put on the shoes of the gospel of peace we got to be prepared for where we're going we got to be prepared with the gospel for where we're going and the ground that we're going to walk on because God God has told us to be ready in season and out of season to share a word, to give a good word to somebody. And then the shield of faith. We've got to take on the shield of faith because we can't live by word and by sight alone. We've got to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And we've got to live that by faith. Yeah. We walk by faith and not by sight. When I believe what God said and I believe in him and him alone, I don't believe what other people say. I'll tell you the truth. I love my wife, but... I don't believe everything she says. Amen. And I mean that in a good way. But when it comes to God, I believe everything he says. I love my mother-in-law, but I don't believe everything she says. I believe in the word of God. 
I love the bishop and the elder, but I don't believe everything they say. But everything that comes out of the mouth of God, I believe it wholeheartedly. Everything that comes out of the mouth of God, I know that I don't have a problem doing what that word says. And then we got to learn that we got to put on the helmet of salvation. When we put the helmet of salvation on, our minds have to be guarded. Our minds have to be protected. Our minds have to stay focused on Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I've learned when I keep my mind stayed on him, troubles may come, but I'm not thinking about my troubles. I'm thinking about my God. Issues may come, but I'm not thinking about the issues. I'm thinking about my God. Yes, there may be trouble all around me, but I can be cool as a cucumber in the midst of the storm. Why? Because my mind is stayed and focused on Jesus. Instead of you getting all flustered and all bent out of shape, why don't you try focusing on Jesus? The next time you feel like you're being attacked from every side, it may not be a physical battle. It may be a spiritual battle. Why don't you calm yourself in the word of God? Why don't you calm yourself with a word of prayer and focus on Jesus Christ? And as you focus on Christ, you might find things around you starting to calm down. Yeah. I remember the last time that Jesus was in a boat with his disciples and they had a storm raging around and they woke him up and said, don't you care that we perish? He said, peace. Be still. All he had to do was speak a word. But guess what? He gave you authority. He gave you power. And sometimes all you got to do is speak a word in the name of Jesus. If you speak that word to your situation, if you keep on speaking that word to your situation, the devil will have to flee from you. But we got to learn to put that helmet on to protect us. And then he gave us our weapon. He gave us the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And last time I checked, it said it can cut asunder. It can cut to and fro. It can cut left and right. The word of God is your weapon. He gave us the armor to put on. He gave us something to protect us in the front. He gave us something to protect us. And know everything he gave us, nothing covered your back. Why? Because God's got your back. He's got your back in every situation. He's got your back under every circumstance. I know it may not feel like it sometimes. And you're still busy fighting a fleshly battle but I guarantee you if you identify the enemy that you're fighting and if you identify the strength that he has you'll find out that God has more strength than he has that God has more power and authority than he has and you'll find out in that instant that God has got your back I've been in some troublesome situation but God has had my back through it all I've been in some desperate situation but God has had my back through it all I've been in some crying situation some situation I thought I wasn't going to ever get out of but I found out in the midst of it all when I changed my focus and I began to focus on Jesus Christ that God had my back he didn't give me anything to cover my back because he knew that he was there and he would always be there even until the end so when I think about this I'm so grateful that I've learned that some of my battles are not fleshly but spiritual well you say Jones I know about all of these weapons and the armor but how do I get them on you gotta pray Every morning you get up praying. God cover me. Equip me. Give me the belt of truth this morning. Give me the breastplate of righteousness today, God. Give me the gospel shoes, God, that I might be prepared in the gospel of peace. God, give me the shield of faith this morning. And as I walk out the door, God, grant me the helmet of salvation that my mind might be guarded and protected. And then don't forget to take the word with you. If you can't take it physically with you, take it in your heart. Take the word of God with you and keep on praying throughout the day. I've learned that sometimes you may not get to enjoy your day the way you want to. You may have to break out in prayer at any moment and any time. And, and even in last week, and I, I praise God, I forgot to give you the prayer request, but Miss Robin called me on last week and she had to go to see about Judy, who is dealing with, as she said, possible pneumonia. But thanks be to God. I called and I said, well, is she all right? 
Uh-oh, I haven't gotten there yet. When I get there, I'll let you know. When she got there, she said, well, she says she's feeling better. Amen. I said, well, we'll keep on praying for her. Now, when I woke up that morning, I didn't know I was going to need to pray for Judy. When I woke up that morning, I didn't know I was going to need to pray for Miss Robin. Yeah. When I woke up that morning, I didn't know I was going to need to pray for a whole lot of things. Yeah. And I guarantee you, every morning you wake up, you don't know all that you need to pray for. Yeah. You might know something. Yeah. You might even have your list of things, but you don't know all that you're going to need to yeah. pray for throughout that day. Right. Some things may come your way, but you've got to start checking the things that do come your way. Is this a physical battle or is this a spiritual battle? Then I'm here today to tell you, it may be spiritual. May be spiritual. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.